It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Chanel. Each week I ask my best friend Thomas Powell if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing today? Jake, I'm doing great. Uh, it's almost fall. We're three days away. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's only 89 degrees. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the colors, you know? Yeah, and you are, you love the colors. I love, I the, co- I love, love the, the colors. I love the colors. I can't wait. I'm going to go out on a nice... You like the people, but you love but the But I love colors. the colors. I'm going to go out, uh, call me Beck, because I'm always talking about those colors. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to be going on some nice, nice nature walks. That sounds so great. Um, you've got all those trees up in Michigan. We've only got like a concrete jungle in Chicago. Uh, so no colors are going to be changing, except I guess the sky. Well, the wind sky just blows all the leaves the... off too. So. That's the thing. So yeah, I guess the trees do go from green to more like clear if you can call a tree clear, they die. They dye the leaves green on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. A lot of people don't know that. It's actually here's what I want to go through okay. life as a guy who thinks that everything is green in spring because they're uh, the trees are Irish and they're celebrating St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, I found out I'm Irish this weekend. I'm either 25 or 12 and a half percent Irish. Yeah, this is what happens. That's not when enough. You, uh, that's not enough for dad. us to accept you. I was wondering how much do I need for dual citizenship? Yeah, more than that. God damn it! What you should do is you should travel to Ireland and you should tell them that you're Irish. They love it when you do that. Oh, okay. They love it when uh, Americans come there and say that they're Irish. I should also put on a fun British, a fun British accent. Yeah, right? you should. You should just wear like a. a I love the UK. <laughs> yeah, like a shirt with a, I'm one of you. Shirt folks. with a picture of Margaret Thatcher on it. <laughs> like, I'm Irish. I just, I just love strong boat. women. Yeah, uh, like strong women, like uh, sugar, Thomas. Did you watch Survivor Gabon, Earth's Last Eden, last night? Jake, I sure did. What a thrilling finale to a thrilling season. Yes, this week's episode was in fact uh, called Say Goodbye to Gabon. I think, pretty good episode title. Yeah, I I was indeed saying goodbye to Gabon. And we will never return. No, we're never going back. But it was a so it was a bittersweet. <sighs> Thomas finale. We have to go back. <laughs> we were not From supposed lost. to leave. We were not supposed to leave. Thank you. Uh, this episode first aired December fourteenth, two thousand eight. How old would you have been December fourteenth, two thousand eight? Oh boy, sorry, I got to do some math here. Um, I got tired mm-hmm. just thinking about it. Uh, seventeen years well, old. Math is hard. Yeah, 17 years old, and had you prepared the cookies yet for our friend Santa Man? I had not, perform- I had not performed or prepared the cookies for, mm-hmm. for Santa. Sorry, I was just imagining, I had already used this joke for a bit off mic that we were ta- doing earlier. But No bits, what if, only sincerity. What if this season... Only Kirsten sincerity. What if this season, every time that we had said that we were 17 years old, just Winger 17 had played under it? God damn it. That's a real so missed opportunity. Like that. 
Because <laughs> this is also the 17th season. Uh, last week's episode received 13.05 million viewers and saw Crystal get voted out. We liked Crystal. I don't know if the general public liked Crystal or not. Probably not. But do you think like it Crystal increased or fine. decreased the viewership? I'm going to say that it increased the viewership by uh, 200,000. You would be correct, but even more than that, wow. if you want to give it another guess. Uh, 300,000. I, I, again, math is hard. Can you just give me the total number you think it is? Uh, an extra 400,000. Okay. Uh, I think 400,000 people in total watched that episode and Survivor was canceled. <laughs> this week's episode received a total of 13.77 million viewers. So that's actually three quarters of a million people, Thomas, tuned in wow. for the finale. Um, so that's some quick math from me, your resident smart guy. So I was too distracted thinking about uh, the fact that this was the 17th season if I did like a Weird Al Yankovic style uh, parody of the Winger song "17," what would that sound like if you did that? It's okay. So the you know the the original chorus, as we all know, of course, goes, uh, uh, "It she's only 17. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me." It's a it's a cool song. <laughs> we all really like it, but it'd be like Survivor 17. <laughs> Jeff is getting fed up, but it's good enough for me. Yeah, it is very good. Uh, we come, we return to the no bag tribe again. Favorite tribe name of all time. Yep, no bag. I, no bag, so good. Sugar plans on taking Kenny and Susie out next. Uh, Sugar then goes to Kenny while getting tree mail and assures him that Susie is next, not him. Sugar was playing a great game. I, I'm amazed by how well she played every single episode. Is this a Sherlock? Is this a Sherlock Holmes story? Because I'm watching the great game being played. Sh- sure. There's a, there's a Sherlock. There's a Sherlock Holmes story called the Great Game. The only one I know is the Mind Palace with uh, Doctor Strange. Correct. Tremail instructs them to dress up as warriors. <laughs> I hate when they do this shit. It's so tacky. Um, so they also, do that also, I liked that they did that and that Jeff basically uh, says that uh, that Bob looks gay. Yeah, he just goes like very funny. He goes like you're gay <laughs> when Bob. <laughs> Sure, it was like you told me to dress uh, like this, gay dude. Much? He does. He says that Bob uh, looks like he's out of the village people. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Bob. Nye or I think the he science. says something like "very village people" or something like that. Bob Nye the Science Gay. That's what Jeff. Whoa, got him. <laughs> uh, they have to do a balance beam and then a maze, and then there's some puzzle pieces and huts that they have to collect, and then the puzzle pieces are used to build a replica of said hut. I think pretty cool challenge. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot, too. Uh, Bob wins this one. What a surprise. Back on no bag. Kenny is not worried because Sugar said Susie is next. Kenny, my friend. Maddie tells Kenny that he wouldn't blindside him. Kenny, my friend. It's so obvious. Yeah, it's a shame because he's been pretty perceptive about this stuff up until now, but yeah, 
Maddie and Sugar agree to vote out Susie next. But at Tribal Council, uh, Bob recognizes that he's a target, and that's why he keeps working harder and harder to win. Bob, just always given the right answer. Really good. He's really good at Tribal Council. He's just, in general, I think part of it is that he's just, like, a likable guy who's comfortable with himself. But, like, yeah, yeah, he's he's very good at this. He's He never seems phased by anything that's asked of him. Yeah. Uh, he's a cool guy. Uh, but is he as cool as Kenny, who does, again, mention that he is a gamer? Uh, do you feel like they mention that Kenny's a gamer too much? Uh, yeah. I think so. Not as much as, uh, who is the woman that was, like, a video game influencer that was on? Mari. Yeah, where, like, Mari... On Gen X. Yeah, like, Kenny at least will, like, talk about other stuff, whereas Mari was, like, you know, Survivor's kind of like a video game. Every well, single time I mean, that they talk to her. The thing is, Thomas, when you think about it, Survivor is a lot like a video game. And there is a su- Survivor video game. Oh, maybe we should play that in an off week sometime. The gamers... I, I wonder how that holds up. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot that that happened. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to get our hands on it at this point, right? That was like a PS3 game, wasn't it? Uh, I think it came out even earlier than that. I think it was like the Borneo, Australia, Africa days. We gotta like get, the early, early yeah, 2000s. We gotta get that, and we gotta get Lost the video game. Maybe I'm thinking of Lost the video game. I think that was... I played that one. It's really bad. That's what I've heard. Um... You know, Jack, we have to go back. We have to go Jack. You don't know uh, we have to go Jack. Thank you. Um, you know how he's the most boring character on Lost? Uh, yes. Imagine a more boring guy. And that's who you play as in the Lost video game. Damn. Sounds great. And, and uh, you, I think you interact with characters from the show, but it's... I mean, it's just bad. Uh, I completely forgot I played that game until you brought it up right now. (laughs) The Lost video game, don't want to play it. The Survivor video game, very good, because this is the only Survivor podcast. Bob explains that, uh, explains why he did not give his immunity to Kenny as he promised. Uh, And that's a big deal, I guess, for Kenny, because Kenny gets voted out three to one. Were you sad to see Kenny go? I was sad to see Kenny go. I like Kenny. I was kind of hoping that he would be able to to make it to the fi- at least to the final four, because like Susie potentially could have been gone. Uh, they all assumed that there was no way that she was going to get past the next week because Susie's not going to win a challenge. So I understand no. the thinking there, but at the same time. Uh, also, Kenny was being uh, a huge, weird baby about the thing with Bob. Like, he tried to trick Bob. Bob caught wise to it. And now, like, he acts like it's like, well, I was going to trick you, so you have to let me trick you. The, yeah. The analogy that I used uh, earlier to you was, like, if I have a gun, and I know that if I hand it to somebody, they're going to shoot me with it. And they're like, but you said I could have it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to give it to you. Like, well, no, it's a principle of the thing. I guess I have to die now. <laughs> I did say I would let you do this. So, yeah, it's a game of lying and deception, and you tried to lie and deceive somebody, and you lost. Sorry, bud. You got voted out. Um, I liked Kenny, but uh, uh, I 
I'm glad that Bob stood his ground. No, he, it was the right move. I, this is <laughs> Kenny showed the limits of his, uh, you know, like I think he grew a lot as a player and a person, but uh, he still had uh, some more growing to do. Still got big gamer energy, not enough famer energy, and famer energy is uh, the energy that famous people have when they win Survivor. You know, people people use that term all the time. Maybe you're not part of the Survivor Reddit community, but people say famer all the time for winners of Survivor. So, think about that. Um, Susie is planning on winning immunity and voting out Bob. And then they do the rites of passage. Uh, did you pay attention to the rites of passage at all? Uh, yeah. How was it? It was pretty good, I thought. I uh, I zoned out during it because I never pay attention to those. I do like that they, you know, like... How, I, I think people's opinions about the other players are always kind of interesting, but I do like people being like, this is the one thing that I took away from being on Survivor. Uh, but, yeah. I, Randy's big takeaway was that it was okay to have friends. Oh, why didn't he try to have friends then? Or I think he said something like it's okay to like people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Does if that, they're a hot chick. That's kind of an insane <laughs> thing to say about somebody who's almost 50. Years. Like, it's a weird lesson to learn when you're almost 50. Yeah, uh, big baby. They should have called it Survivor Gabon, Earth's yeah. Biggest Babies. Was, uh, was Glenn Davis playing on this season? Because I, I saw a big baby there for part of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the immunity challenge, the next immunity challenge, they have to build a 10-foot-tall house of cards. Pretty good shit. You know? Yeah, I liked it a lot. No complaints. Susie wins this one. Uh, what? Everyone. But I just said. <laughs> Damn it. Over uh, back on camp, everybody is saying goodbye to Bob because clearly Bob is next. But Susie tells Bob not to count himself out. And she asks Bob if he thinks he's going to get any jury votes. I don't understand. <laughs> What Susie's play was here. Yeah. Very, hard to like, hard to say. To be fair, I have no idea if I would get jury votes on that jury. Everybody on that jury hates everybody who's yeah, not on the that, jury yet. That's the thing, is like half of the people on that this is maybe the most miserable jury I've ever seen. There were like two people on it that came off okay. Uh Randy and Corinne. Yeah, they came off great. Uh, no, it was like Charlie and like Marcus are the only ones that came off okay. And even then, Marcus was like a little too hurt by getting voted. Like, you got voted off at Survivor. Only one person is going to, you know, like win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like everybody else, it was just like, they're so fucking mad. It's like, it's, you know, like I love how that pissed everybody kept being at Susie for saying it's a game. Like, it is. Yeah. She's right. It is a game. Uh, Sugar considers forcing the tie, even though she said she would never vote for Maddie. Boy, oh boy, what a what a conundrum for our good, our good friend Sugar. Uh, Bob then practices making fire. Smart guy. Bob, good. Yeah, Bob good. I mean, well, he had to. That's the thing. Is like. He was in a position where the best he could do was force a fire-making challenge. 
So he prepared for it, and Maddie was a little too confident mm-hmm. that the votes were going to be there for him, and he did not practice. Yeah, that's what you get, Mads Mickelson. <laughs> Mads Maddelson. At Tribal Council, Susie is proud of herself for winning. Bob is the most uncomfortable he's ever been at Tribal Council. That makes a lot of sense, Bob, because clearly you're going home. Maddie has only been feeling the scrambling in his own head. And Sugar says that Maddie is like a brother and Bob is like a dad, which fucking Jeff Probst loved to hear that. He loves family. And found family? That's what it's all about, Survivor. Yeah, they were all going to have Friendsgiving uh, after this. (laughs) It's so nice. Uh, Corinne rolls her eyes at at something Sugar says. I don't even know. Corinne, big time hater. He, yeah, enormous hater. So just a really fucking miserable person. How did you feel when Bob said, I'm a father, and then he got choked up and said, but I'm a damn good one? I thought it was really nice that he was like, I had a very, I had a really good father and he was a great example. And I, I try to follow that example. I was like, that's really nice. Bob's, yeah. Bob's a really sweet guy. I love Bob. He would be a really uh, good teacher. He's the kind of guy that you want to have as your, your physics teacher or whatever. Yeah. I never took physics. Uh, I understand gravity. I understand centrifugal force. I don't know. I really need to know anything more than that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really using it in my day-to-day, so I understand. I know fast. I know stop. I know all the physics. I know wind. I don't know if that's a physics thing or it's just a science thing, but I do live in the Windy City, so... Um, Bob says he's a good father, and then Sugar forces the tie between Maddie and Bob, so they have to make fire. Again, being forced to make fire... By the votes, great. Being forced to make fire at four by production, bad. So hopefully they stop that in the next season, some by 41. Bob wins this challenge, too. What a surprise. He's on a roll. Can't stop him. Um, over on No Bag, I think now that Kenny is gone from the game and Bob is still there, it should be called Bob Bag. <laughs> it works better in print, actually. B.O.B., Bob. Yeah. Uh, what do you think his favorite Outcast song is? Probably Roses. Yeah. <laughs> Susie Bob's, can't believe she's Bob's made over it. <laughs> Bob's over Gabon. Bob's over Gabon. So true, because he had to climb that ladder to make that 10-foot that's, tall. That's a great point. Thing. So he was quite literally over Gabon. Uh, Bob... Sets their camp aflame. It's really good. Sugar is scared to death of the jury because she helped vote nearly all of them out. (laughs) Sugar. Fucking love Sugar. Yeah, Uh, Sugar was a delight. There was no way she was going to win, but I was very glad that she made it to the end. You know what else? This is a wrong jury. I think think a a jury uh, several seasons down the road, if she had gotten there with the exact game that she played, I think she would have won. I think this was just not oh, a time where people were willing to accept the gamesmanship of it. That well, she was a girl boss, and people just weren't ready for people that. People are just afraid. They're afraid of the of the girl bosses. 
Yeah. Um, you know what else is very scary? Some of this wildlife that we saw here in Gabon this year. Alive. This is a segment called Wildlife Shots. It's where we talk about the wildlife shots. And let me tell you, I love being somewhere that's not Fiji. <laughs> this was the most fun I've had with wildlife shots in years. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is uh, just a, a real breath of fresh air. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I kept thinking of uh, when they when they burn the the hut, uh, and uh, the the like water like the ox or whatever like runs away when it gets set yeah. on fire and just goes like. Rrr. What it made me think yeah. of is: Are you familiar with the um, the video of those two older guys in like a? I think it's like in like a mall, are like are, they're like pop and locking, and like no, I don't think and so. uh, one guy goes. Uh, it's like, ah, you know, like, you've been doing that move for a long time, and he turns around and, like, does, like, a robot pivot to him and flips him off and goes, but you can't do it, and you can't do this on concrete, and does, like, a front flip forward and lands on, like, the back of his neck and goes, ooh, like, it's one of the funniest noises I've ever heard, and there's a guy sitting on a bench behind them, and when he (laughs) lands and makes that noise, the guy gets up and runs away. And that's what the uh, that's what the, the ox running away from the fire made me think of. Yeah, that's great. We also had an elephant. Uh, they loved the elephants, you know. Love the every elephants. episode. We had an elephant. I think every episode we had a gorilla. Also, saw a hippo, butterfly, saw a snake. Uh, snakes always surprising, you know. You just threw a snake in every once in a while this season. Not every single episode, which I found nice. Uh, you already mentioned the ox. Another bird, the dragonfly, and a bongo. Thomas, what do you know about bongos? Uh, out of the Incredible Bongo Band. Ever heard of them? I have not. Apache? Good stuff. Okay. Well, they are a reddish-brown antelope with black and white markings on their face and thin white lines down their body. And they have horns that spiral out of the top of their head. They're about three feet high and seven to ten feet long. Can weigh up to nine hundred pounds. They have large ears to sharpen their hearing. Isn't that great? Just like me. Yeah, sure. Do you have big ears? Not really. Hmm. I just, I just wanted to feel included. <laughs> Too much talk about bongos. Let's talk more about Thomas. Yeah. Why isn't the wildlife uh, segment about me? I'm an animal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, males have more swept-back horns, while females' horns are smaller and don't spiral as much. They're, uh, they mark... They markings down their body. They markings down their body is so they... They markings down their body. <laughs> the markings down their body, I believe, is what I meant to right there. The markings down their body is so they can identify each other. Wow. What is that sentence I wrote? Anyway, they Jake, have... Jake, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. It's like how we have clothes uh, and faces and hair to identify each other, us humans. Uh, these antelopes do the same thing. Bongos is what they're called. But they have stripes. Do you know they don't... They still don't know why zebras have stripes? Isn't that I weird? Didn't, I didn't know that. Probably because they look fucking cool. Yeah, they probably were just like, wouldn't it be cool if we had stripes? Probably because it's like dope as hell. Yeah. 
Nobody ever thinks about how zebras just want to be cool and yeah, because they're 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 they've got drip. That's why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the bongo eats plants and will visit salt licks to get the salt they crave. They also eat burnt. Just wood. like me again. What the, you're not special. I also love salt. <laughs> Thomas, do you eat burnt wood after a storm for its minerals? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't everyone? Uh, well, here's the thing. For a long time, uh, the people native to the bongos habitat would not eat their meat because they believed they would react in a similar way to having a seizure. Would you say that eating your meat results in such a thing as well? I, people seem afraid to do it, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, this particular bongo is the eastern bongo. It is near threatened, which is uh, not terrible, but uh, not great either. The mountain bongo, however, in another part of Africa, is believed to be critically endangered. Like, I think less than a thousand exist anymore. So There's only, there's only one of me, okay? So. Oh, so look out. If I die, that's it. No more, no more Toms. Tom, not Tom. Yeah, there's only one. But there's two in your Twitter handle, so that's confusing. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's to uh, confuse predators. Smart. That's why zebras have black and white stripes. Yeah. To confuse predators. Uh, final trouble council time. Susie says she just wanted to try. Great. Good job. You did it. Bob played with gusto and then sucks up to the jury. Again, good job, Bob. You did it right. Uh, Sugar says... I do think being like, this was fun and I enjoyed it and I loved, I liked all of your company is maybe not the message this jury wanted to hear because they were all fucking pissed. <laughs> Sugar says she played a perfect social game, which I would agree with, but she did have to lie a couple times. And again, it's Survivor. It's fine. Don't even worry you about ha- Sugar. You, have you did to. great. Uh, Charlie asks why they should give Susie uh, and Sugar a million dollars if they're the worst. Oh. The thing is, I, I think what he was trying to cue them up to say was that everybody had a much higher, on the jury, had a much higher opinion of themselves than maybe it bore out. Because the, the whole point of that was him saying, like, you were ranked as the worst and second worst, like, midway through the game. And everybody, mm-hmm. d- d- people uh, like underestimated you. And Susie makes a point of saying that too. But it's like I, I think Sugar, it was very Sugar answer. But her saying like I don't necessarily think that you have to vote for me. You could tell Charlie was just like, huh, okay. <laughs> but like he was queuing them up perfectly to just be like, I think that, and you're gonna see it with the questions that they asked them. Everybody really thought they were hot shit on this season, and they got beat they by were. those two. They underestimated them, and then instead of looking inside, you know, instead of, like, taking time for some self-reflection, they're just going to lash out. Yep. Uh, Charlie asks Bob how he liked cuddling with him at night. That was cute. Yeah. Locked, Bob locked up that vote there. Yeah. Uh, Crystal tells Susie that she wrote co-tales and tells Bob and sh- that Sugar controlled him like an RC car. I thought that was pretty funny. That was That was funny. <laughs> Crystal then asks Sugar why she voted her out, and Sugar says it's because of how she talked to people. Um, fine. I, I feel like Sugar didn't 
give a shit at all. She was just like, I don't really, I, I know you guys aren't going to vote. She for knew me, she so. wasn't going to win. <laughs> I'll just be straight honest with you. I don't, I don't need to suck up to you. Um, Ken asks Sugar why he backstabbed her, and she tells him it's because she saw him as a threat. That's, yeah. What else are you it's, supposed it's to true. say? It's true. Yeah. Uh, Ken asks Bob why he didn't fulfill that deal. Oh my god. You Ken. know why. You god, know why. let it go. Corinne asks Susie if she'd remove her vocal cords for a million dollars. This fucking bitch. I hate Corinne so much. I did. I like. I know she was being mean, but if there was any amount of jest to that question, that would have been really funny. It would have been funny, but you know that it's not that. She's yeah. just mean. She's just mean. Well, she likes to be mean. Yeah. She it's not interesting not if you're not really mean to people all the time. Yeah. Anybody can be nice. Uh, Corinne asks Bob to make her believe he doesn't like sugar. Uh, why? And then she's very mean to sugar. Again, why? Sugar is Even then, five. like, and, like, Bob, Bob wasn't, like, there was a point where she cut him off to be, like, all right, don't veer into, like, I just want to see me. Even mean Bob is him just being, like, and just being honest, just being, like, I didn't like the way that she gloated after we got Randy out. I thought that was out of bounds. Yeah. Which is not even mean. I think he was, you know, that's not an unreasonable way to feel. Right. Even if Randy deserved it. <laughs> Speaking of Randy, he is unbearably rude to Susie. Uh, he is mad at Sugar for voting him out, and he is mad at Bob for making yeah, him I, use that. I will say b- before we get to that, I do want to say because you you gloss over it in one sentence for mm. uh, for Corinne being mean to Sugar. She Look, f- took a was... shot at her fucking dad being dead. Oh, like it's yeah. an unbelievable piece of shit thing to do. Yeah, yeah, because she cried too much. So maybe yeah. if she didn't cry so much, people would actually believe her. When she was crying about her dead dad. It's just sour grapes. It's like, wow, if you're such a fucking rugged individual, why the why aren't you there? Why yeah. are you not at the final three if you're such a fucking perfect person? Because that seems to be all you're grading this on. And yeah. no one fucking liked you, except for Randy. Who didn't like anybody. Yeah. They are bad bad teams. Um What what is your reaction to Randy's questioning? <laughs> If you, if I had to write word for word, like if I had to, like having not seen it, be like, what's Randy's? And you told me the three people that were going to be at Final Travel. I could have probably produced about eighty percent of what came out of his mouth. It was obvious. <laughs> his motivations are never like he's. It's the thing with someone who's that level has that level of narcissism, like narcissism. Is they're not. They're, it's all surface level. There's nothing interesting about them. Yeah. Um. He's a videographer, right? A wedding videographer, which I assume is something you are hired for. So, is he, like, the face of the company? Or does he just, like, hold the camera? I I can't imagine him, like, having clients that, like, want to have a continuing relationship with him after yeah. working with him if he's well, the, like this. The thing with it, though, is, I mean, if you're shooting weddings or whatever, typically from from... People I know who have been photographers. One, you know, photographer. I know photographers. Yeah, you're working like freelance. You know, you're not going to have a continuing relationship with people because you know, unless they're getting married a bunch of times and they were like, "Oh, that guy did a good job. Let's get him again for yeah. like I'm going to get him again for my wedding." 
you really only need to just shoot the wedding and leave. And I feel like for professional reasons, and maybe you can't fake it, but I think you can fake it enough to get through one wedding. He hates marriage. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's gonna like come, if Superman gonna show through the kryptonite factory. Well, look, I mean, you've never you never hated your job. The thing is, like, he probably got a uh he probably went to like school for photography and like that's a way you can make money doing that, even if you don't like doing it. So yeah. But uh, yeah, what a what a fitting uh what a fitting lot in life for someone that fucking miserable. You get to watch people get married while you're going to be alone forever. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be on uh, Old People Bachelor. Yeah, we can watch him uh, charm everyone just as he charmed all of us. Every Bachelor season needs a villain, so why not be Randy? Fucking miserable person. I hate Randy. I don't know if that's (laughs) been obvious. I'm glad we we, uh, did this season uh, truncated way. You know, uh, so we had to spend only half the time we would have otherwise spent with yeah, Randy. Yeah, thank fucking God. Both seasons with Randy were truncated seasons for us. Mercifully, he was voted off very early. Yeah. Uh, In Heroes for Villains. Yep. Um, last person to go was Maddie. He asked Susie why the other two are less deserving. I, I don't remember what she said. Did she say anything interesting? Do you remember? Uh, they asked, uh... Maddie asked Susie why the other two are less deserving. Oh, um, I think she just said that, like, Bob didn't steer his own social game. And yeah, he was too busy winning challenges. Sorry, I Susie. think I think she said that she thought that Sugar was out of bounds for gloating about Randy. Yeah. More people need to be nice. That's what we learned from this season. The thing is, though, is it's like, I I feel like Randy kind of opened himself. Like, it's, the gloves are off when someone is as mean as Randy is. It's like, I'm sorry, you don't have to be nice to him. He's fucking holding you hostage with that at a certain point. And he's not going to respect you for it. Yeah. Maddie asks Sugar to reveal something she did that's evil. And she said voting for Kenny was evil. Okay. Again, no, it wasn't. It was... Why is everybody trying to paint it was a, Sugar it was a, as, like, such a bad person? She's fine. She's just a nice person. It's it's because she voted them out. Like, that's Sweet. what it is. That's the fucking they are game, all in, They are all in a position where they, they are going... If you are going to make it to the final three in Survivor, you are going to hurt someone's feelings along the, ra- uh, along the way because you're going to vote them out, unless you had no agency, in which case they're just going to say you're a coattail rider and they won't vote for you. So, like... At a certain point, it's just people who are mad that they lost to someone that they feel is not as good a player as them. And, like, guess what? You're wrong. Yeah. You're really in a no-win situation with a jury like this. Maddie asks Bob why the other two are more deserving, and he gives the perfect response. For this to be the final question, he just says, I don't think they are. And then they go vote. Like, how good is that? He's right. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Like, yeah, like that you you can set up your question like that. But Bob, he's a smart guy, as we've already seen. He is a teacher. Um, teachers are smart. Jeff collects the votes, and then he just walks to Hollywood. From Gabon? How? It's a long ways. 
You need to get on a boat or a helicopter or something. Ooh, maybe even a Jeff ski. Try it sometime. Jeff's getting those 10,000 steps in. Yeah, probably more like 15,000. It's so far, Thomas. I don't think you realize how far it really is. From Hollywood to Africa? That's like two oceans. That's like 20,000 steps. That's at least 25,000 steps. Uh, But Jeff reads the votes. Bob gets four votes. Susie gets three. I was surprised to see Susie got three votes, honestly. I wasn't. I could see how some of the people were. I literally think it was, like, she was the one that did the least to actually, like, she she didn't have as many, she was not the face of the elimination for most people involved there. And I think people were so mad that somebody else got them out that they were going to vote for somebody that didn't. Stupid. It's just stupid. I really hate everybody on this jury. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I really think, like, Charlie is the only one that I think came off well, like, unconditionally came off pretty well. Which fits because he was one of the nicest people on the season. If Susie had answered yes to Corinne's vote, or to Corinne's question about taking her vocal cords out for a million dollars, do you think Corinne would have voted for Susie? (laughs) Because she voted Uh, for Bob. No, she probably still wouldn't have voted for Susie. Rude. Why well, ask that question then? Stupid. Well, that's Survivor Gabon. What do you think overall? Oh, great. It was, a, it was a terrific season. I had so much fun. I really loved it. But guess what, Thomas? It is time for first live season in a hundred years. Time for Survivor reporting. Going to the party like my name was Looked at the bios, right? You looked at some bios of these. Looked people. at some bios. Uh, I, I couldn't opinions. help but notice that uh, a lot of them uh, were uh, not going to waste their time, become another casualty of society. Others were never going to fall in line, become another victim of your conformity. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we start off with the I'm going to say Luvu tribe. There's three tribes. How, how much of the promotion have you seen for this upcoming season, Thomas? Uh, not much. Well, did you know that this is a monster season? It's a monster season? Okay. And is the monster sponsored by is Monster hungry. Energy? It's the sponsored energy. by Monster Energy. The drinks. Energy Drink Authority will be there. <laughs> there's three tribes. There's no tribe divisions. Well, there's tribe divisions, but, you know. There's no healers or hustlers or heroes. All villains this time. First tribe is called the Luvu tribe. I'm going to say we've got Heather Alder. Aldrit? Aldret. I don't know. We'll call her Heather. First Heather ever on Survivor. Did you know that? It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's a season of firsts. <sighs> she is 52 years old from Charleston, South Carolina. She is a stay-at-home mom. She wants to be the oldest woman to ever win Survivor. Um, she does roller derby. Uh, she seems ready for Survivor. That's what I got from her video. What, did you have any opinions on Heather Aldrit? Sorry, I'm going through. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember faces again. So I'm mm, going through uh, the, the media tab on the Survivor Twitter account. For sure. 
Heather, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, like I said to you beforehand, I didn't watch the videos. Like I wanted to see what they're like, what they look like, what their name is, what their employment history, you know, like what their, the job they have for the show is or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that it's interesting. Like those details are interesting, but I feel like the video, I never actually learn anything about who they are as a person from the promo videos that they do. I like to get a vibe for the person uh, with these. Uh, Heather, uh, she seems fine. I I have nothing against her. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how roller derby impacts Survivor. Um, up next, we've got Erica. Yeah, we know she's got a mean streak, potentially. <sighs> see if she's like Corinne. Here to make friends. No, I would say overall, the people who do roller derby are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, that's a very close knit, kind community. So maybe uh, Heather will be the same. Um, up next is Erica Kasupanen. This is the first time I'm reading anybody's name, so forgive me for mispronouncing everything. She's 32 years old. She is from Toronto, but she grew up in Niagara Falls. Isn't that fun? crazy how she do you is, build a house there it's all water it's all water well talk to the people in venice they might have a hint or two for you she is fun fearless and empathetic she's all about good vibes she's a real empath she's I, the ultimate vibes player <laughs> i like her i think she's cool um she's a communications manager that's good Oh yeah, that could that could be helpful for the uh, for the game. Communication is important in in Survivor. Richard Hatch was a corporate trainer. I think that's probably a similar job. I don't know. I don't actually know what any jobs are. What's your job title, Thomas? Uh, I am a uh, I am a deputy court clerk. The fuck does that mean? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Up next is Danny McRae. He's 33 years old from Frisco, Texas. He's a former NFL Former player. Dallas Cowboy. Cool, cool. He's a linebacker. Uh, did you ever watch him play football? Uh, I think I probably did. I know he played for a few years, and I think he was like a depth guy for the most part. But, you know, if you can depth stick in the need. league for, you know, a few years, that's pretty impressive. He was an undrafted free agent, too, so he really had to, like, scrap his way in there. Yeah, he said that. I don't know what that means. I mean, I it means it means that. that you are not when you come out of college, you are not drafted. A team signs you to like their training camp roster, and you need to fight really hard to try to make the team. Mm. Sounds cool. Most oh. undrafted free agents do not make it to the NFL. Mm. Um, speaking of dead dads, because uh, Corinne was mean, remember. Uh, Danny McRae's dad died when he was eight, so he has had to work really hard. I in his video, um, it was like I guess it makes sense because he played football, but it was like a lot of just cliches that you hear in like a post game interview, which like I'm here to play, you know, I'm really excited about this game, like that kind of thing. He seems fine. I don't know. 
Are you excited about this former NFL player? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think he could be pretty good. You love Alan Ball. I'm always interested Ball. to see how those. Yeah, I was gonna say like I after Alan Ball, I'm like I'm not gonna eat too much <laughs> into that. But like I, I'm always interested to see how these guys do in physical challenges. Yeah. Up next is Nasir Mutalif, uh, 36. He's from San Jose, California. He is a group sales manager for a hotel in Silicon Valley. Pretty cool stuff, huh? Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> Love he, it. He grew up in Sri Lanka. He aims to be a provider for his tribe. And he is one of many people who says his authenticity will be his strength. Yeah, okay. I'm rooting against anyone that works in tech. There's an app developer <laughs> on here, too. I'm also rooting against him. Um, you loved Yule, though. He, he worked in tech. He worked for Facebook. I did, I did, I did like Yule. Uh, what do you think of Nasir? Uh, you know, wait and see. I'm taking some baggage in there, but maybe I'll like him. Who knows? Okay. Um, okay, up next is Deshaun Radden. 25. He's from Miami, Florida. He's from medical student. Very excited to be on Survivor. Uh, he knows he's likable, so he's going to use that to his advantage. Let me see who Deshaun was. I like that he did the double point for the beginning of this video. While he's like <laughs> smiling. Like that's off to a great start. He's doing a little dancing too. That's cool. Charismatic medical student. Who's social charm will further his game. That's his tweet. Uh, yeah, he seems fine. I'm probably going to like this guy. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, up next is Sydney Siegel. She is 26 from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, law student. She's confident, candid, and sexy. Yeah, I think she's going to be really fucking annoying. Uh, she admits that things did come easier to her. And her parents nursed her ego. I Watching her video, I knew, I was like, Thomas is going to hate her. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thomas, it is time now to pick somebody from Luvu. Do you want me to run through the names again? Uh, I am going to pick. I'm, I'm going through here. I think I'm going to pick Deshaun. Deshaun. Okay, cool. And this is for until the merge. There's no swaps this this year. Yep. So you're you're sticking with them uh, through the to merge. I'm going to pick Erica. I I got you know I got a good vibes from her. Good fe- fun fearless empathetic vibes. Go with the vibes. From, I understand. And I love that she grew up underwater in Niagara Falls. That's so cool. Like, you're going to be on the water the whole time in the island, too. It's so. got to be really loud over there. You're under the waterfall all the time. Yeah, like in Quiet Place. <laughs> yes, exactly. She just has a whiteboard at their house that just says, Weaknesses? Question mark on it. <laughs> Waterfalls. Uh, at the uh, Ua tribe. Ua, I don't know. I, I didn't see anybody pronouncing these, so I have no idea. Jeannie Chen... She's 46. She's from Portland, Oregon. She's a grocer. They call her Genie Machini because she's like the Terminator. I love Genie Machini. Into it, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with Genie Machini. She plans to be a good social player like Sari. Just, just seems great well, overall. Well, don't... 
I mean, okay, don't compare yourself to Siri. Why, why does that bother it's a bad you? Idea. It's a bad idea. That's, that's setting a very high expectation. Well, people, people seem to It'd be... It'd be like if you were playing basketball and you're like, I'm going to be Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan, I would say big inspiration for me is Michael My game Jordan. is kind of like Michael Jordan's. If you like combine Michael Jordan and Dr. J, that was probably like my style of basketball. And maybe like some, a little bit of Shaq too. And probably Kobe. And I like to sprinkle a little LeBron in there too. A little LeBron. You know? Just a little just a LeBron. Dash, just a dash of LeBron. Just a dash enhancer. of LeBron. That's all you need to be good at basketball. Uh, and yeah, I can shoot like Steph Curry. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Jeannie Machini. I think she's going to be great. If she's like one of the first people out, I'm going to be bummed because she seems great. She's got great energy. Uh, up next, we've got Richard Foyer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, uh, he's, uh, he works as the lobby of a hotel. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pronounced Richard Foyer. I'm so sorry. Uh, 31 years old. He is from Cedro Woolley, Washington. He, these are his words. He's funny and pretty. He pays attention to the auras of the room. Uh-huh. That's what he said in his video. Well, he's... Okay, so he said he's hard of hearing, so he tries to pay attention to the auras of the room just to, like, uh, get a feel for a place or a person. Which I, I can understand that, but the fact that he called it auras... <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, Richard. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Ricard, not Richard. Ricard Foyer. Uh, he is missing his husband and daughter, so that's great. Um, what do you think of Ricard? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, Brad that's Reese. A, I will say that's my reaction to most people here. I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to have too much of an opinion. Brad Reese is 49. He's from Shawnee, Wyoming. First contestant from Wyoming ever. Fourth generation cattle rancher. Interesting, huh? This guy loves life. He loves life. No way. <laughs> uh, he says... Uh, being a rancher has made him adaptable. He sent in his audition tape after seeing a season with Ozzy because Ozzy is his favorite. This guy seems okay. cool. I like him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will say if Ozzy, that's a much funnier player to pick as like your ideal player because like I'm gonna lose. I'll never <laughs> win. I like that everybody on this season is just picking people who lost from game changers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you see, game changers gonna lose spectacularly. Uh, up next is J.D. Robinson. He is 20 years old. Oh, God. So every day, Jeff is going to be like, and I've got beer for some people, but not you, J.D. Not You're you. only 20. He is from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Was born in Micronesia because he had a military dad. Uh, so they moved around a lot. He's going to be playing up the bro stereotype. Thomas, can you believe it? I love JD. What? No way. Does he remind <laughs> you of a friend that you had back home? He really does. I could chill with JD. Do you like JD? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's great. Okay. I'm very excited to get your reaction to this next person. It is Chantel Smith. She's 34. She's also from Toronto. She's a pastor. Uh, she's looking to form authentic relationships, but she's also pretty sneaky. Yeah, I, I think she could probably go pretty far. 
she says now is a time to thrive and a time to win. Good stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how she plays. I think that's probably the right mindset to go into this with. She loves God also. Yep. Yeah, this will be just like... Uh, so it'll be just like, um, what the fuck was the season we watched before this one? Gabon? No, the one before Gabon. Oh, Marquesas. Yeah, Marquesas. This will be just like Marquesas. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, everybody talking about God. Great. Uh, up next is Sarah Wilson. She is 24 years old from Sherman Oaks, California. She's a strong young lady. And she wants to be a good example to set for young girls. I don't like her. <laughs> She's a healthcare consultant. I'm rooting against her. She's a fucking oh, vulture. Yeah. Uh, she says best players dig deep and play a really good game. And you can't argue with her when she says that. Yeah. She is no right. lies detected. Okay, who's your person for the Ua tribe? There's a lot of good people on this there tribe. There are a lot of good people. I'm having a hard time with this one. Uh... I am going to pick. Gonna pick the uh, the Terminator. Genie Machini, yes. Genie Machini. I'm so glad to hear that. She was my second choice because my first choice is J.D. Robinson. That was who it was between. Yeah, I was. It was him, Genie Machini, or Brad for me. Um, the CEO of my company is named Brad, though, so that would be weird. So sure. Okay, up next is the Yase tribe. Yase? Yase! Scott Stapp named this tribe. Sure. Uh, Eric Abraham is up first. He is 51 years old. He is from San Antonio, Texas. A lot of people from Texas, it seems. Two people from Toronto. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, Texas, big state. Toronto, also big state. Big state of Toronto. San Antonio, he is from, uh, his name is Eric Abraham. He is uh, from ROTC. You know what I mean. He ran track. He jo- then joined the Air Force. Cool He's guy. He's like a security consultant now. Cool cool guy, yeah. Uh, he says he's a happy-go-lucky kind of person. His strategy is to get to know teammates. He calls himself... Good, good strategy. Ul- he says this is the ultimate package. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember Eric Abraham's video much. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I remember him now. Um, Yeah, he seems fine. I don't know. Uh, Xander Hastings is up next. Your favorite guy. He's 20 years old as well. App developer. Get him out of there. He's from Jacksonville, uh, but also... Duval. What? It's a thing that people from Jacksonville say. They say what? Duval. D-U-V-A-L. What does that mean? Jaguars fans be saying that all the time. Uh, Let me look that up. I believe that is a county that it is in. Oh, all I know about the Jacksonville Jaguars is what I learned from the good place. (laughs) Yeah. I I bet there is a point uh, where he says uh, Duval at some point, because it is Duval County, Florida. Yeah, I think that that sounds familiar. Um, Portals. Yeah. Xander Hastings, uh, I think he said he was born in Chicago, Illinois, or maybe he lives there now. Either way, uh, that's good. We like that, because that's where I'm from. Yeah, he's there now. He, he moved to Chicago. 
He is a cool. Jacksonville expat. Good. <laughs> Too many Jaguars, not enough wind. Yeah, that's, that's what Xander right. Hastings said. Uh, he is younger than the show, so he has been training his whole life for a survivor, and he runs 13 miles a day. It's a lot of miles to run. It's a lot of miles to run. I would prefer to run zero miles every day. But then I do have to get my 10,000 steps. And do you think that guy's ever thought of that? <laughs> uh, that, what? He could, that he could run zero miles? Save him I, a lot of time. I would save him so much time. He would be so much happier, probably. Uh, he does say that he is there to make friends, which is a nice change of pace. I like Xander Hastings. He says he will cut his friend's throat in the end, though. So, Yeah, exactly. I know you hate him because you hate technology. No, I, well, the thing is, like, like with everything, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think... I'm, once the show gets going, I will actually decide whether I like or dislike someone. But as of right now, he is my enemy. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Evie Jaguda? She is 28. Or excuse me, they are 28. Uh, Arlington, Massachusetts. They are studying human evolution at Harvard. And they want to be a positive queer representation on TV because they didn't have that growing up. So that's cool. I like Evie. That's good. I don't like the bow tie with the <clears throat> the loud shirt, but we just is... did a whole season with a bow tie, and it was yeah. Good. But he also wasn't wearing like a floral sh- like flower shirt either. Like I, it's a li- it's a bit much, but it's fine. Okay. Otherwise, we're all good. I just don't like that one sartorial choice. <laughs> I like heavy. I think they'll do well. Uh, up next is oh, they also just uh, since being announced on this cast, I believe have come out as non-binary. I immediately assumed they were not binary. <laughs> uh, up next is Tiffany Seeley. She is 47 years old. She's from Long Island, New York. Oh, <clears throat> I remember her now. Uh, she's a teacher, so she has, so she has to code switch for new students every year, and that will help her. Um, look, Tiffany knows her life. I'm, I'm sure that's something that she does, but I don't think that's, I don't know that that's really what code switching means. I think she's using that term incorrectly, but whatever, it's her life. Uh, I, I don't like Tiffany uh, from okay. her one minute video on Twitter. So like you don't like Xander Hastings. I don't like Tiffany Seely, um, which is a mean thing to say because her mom did die when she was young. That's a shame. Uh, Jake, I was just thinking about this because we just wrapped up Capone. Great season. Evie's style is like if you combined Bob and Randy's styles. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, They're great. I'm excited to see that. And really... Two of the best guys to come out of Gabon, so excited to Either, either they're going to win or they're going to end up being on another season where they get voted out very early. So, mm-hmm. you know, win-win. Win-win. Um, Tiffany seems to assume she will be good at everything. That's another reason I don't like Tiffany. I don't like when people think that. Yeah, I feel like people that assume they're going to be good at Survivor usually are in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Um, I hope this next guy's in for a rude awakening. He is... Uh, David Voce, he is 35 years old, he is from Nashville, Tennessee, he looks like Ben Shapiro, which bothers me. <laughs> he does a little bit. 
Too tall, though, I'm sure. Uh, he is a neurosurgeon because his dad died uh, from a brain tumor when he was a kid. So many dead parents on this season. That, what well, is they're, this, a they're selecting Disney them, movie? They're selecting that on purpose. You know they're doing that so that they can, like... You know, they pick the people that auditioned for it, and I definitely think that is a, a coordinated choice that they can play the sad music at a certain point. Yeah, Which I think is a little bit uh, exploitative of the real trauma that these people went through. Um, well, it's reality TV, so trauma it is, but is yeah, I mean, content, that is, actually. That is, that is reality TV, though, so... Um, I, I can't. I don't like David Bush. I got a bad vibe from him immediately. Uh, he does say that he's ready to stab someone in the back with a scalpel. Because he's a neurosurgeon, you know? I do feel like uh, the hit rate on doctors is very low for this show. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they tend to do very well, and they often make other people angry. <laughs> Remember Doctor President? Oh God, yeah, he sucked. What season was that? Co wrong? That was, I believe, it was Co wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor President, come back. Jeff announced they're not going to bring anybody from the first forty seasons back for a good while. It's a new era. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, before they scrapped the theme, the theme name was Dawn of a New Era. So, that's yeah, pretty sure. good. Uh, up next, we've got Liana Wallace. She is 20 years old. She's from Evanston, Illinois. That's right, baby. Chicago's Big Ten School. Yeah, but she fucking betrayed Northwestern and goes to Georgetown. To what Georgetown. is that? Yeah, it's perfect. One of the best schools in the country, right in your backyard, and you go to mm -hmm. DC. Unbelievable. Rude. Uh, she is driven. She is a spoken word artist, and she is leading with authenticity. So I like Liana. I'm going to root for her, even though she did leave us. Uh, Evanston, cute little town. I love. I, I like Evanston. Um, as a Chicago resident, not a lot of wind up there, though. Who is going to be your person for Yase? Uh, I am going to go with... <sighs> this is tough. Um, probably Xander Hastings, right? Probably not Xander Hastings. Um, I'll go with Evie. <sighs> Fine. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to pick... <laughs> There's not as many people on this tribe I like. I think it would be funny for me to pick Xander Hastings. Sure. My oh, and he's from Chicago, too. Okay. I was trying to be choose between Xander Hastings yeah. and... Yeah, he didn't, he didn't betray you and leave. He, yeah, he, he actually wanted, He saw us. what was going on there and he wanted to join in. He was like, I like what Lori Lightfoot's doing. Let me yeah, see what she's what up Lori there. I love what Lori Lightfoot is doing. We might make my way up to bear country. Uh, Did you see that tweet that was here. like, if your girlfriend asks you your opinion about some large pants she's about to buy, just a pro tip, don't call them Lori Lightfoot pants. They don't <laughs> like it when you do that. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot's got the style of a 1930s mobster, and she has a right to do so. Lori Lightfoot, we like her now. Uh, more like Lori, Lori Lightfoot. She's gone from Lori, Lori Lightfoot to Lori Lightfoot. And what did she do that we like her now? Eh, it's just something new for the podcast for fun. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pick Xander Hastings, my 
friend from back home. Wow, two friends from back home this season. That's fun. Triple X, the return of Xander Hastings. <laughs> okay. So we've picked our people for each tribe. Which tribe do you think will win the first reward? Although, remember, it's not a lot of rewards this season, so we'll, we'll even see if they get one. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I need to quick see what the tribe names were again and who was on them. <laughs> Yase, you, Ua, Luvu. I'm going to say Luvu is going to win. I'm going to say Ua wins. I think that's my favorite tribe so far. Uh, what will the reward be? You know who should be on the Ua tribe? The Usos. And, uh... And uh, the tribal, the tribal chieftain himself. I, we do need to acknowledge him, Thomas. Roman Reigns. Acknowledge him. I'm, I'm acknowledging him right now. Okay. I just don't want him to come after us. I'm very it scared would be of really Roman Reigns right now. really bad if he came after us. <laughs> Literally, all you need to do is acknowledge him, and people refuse to do it, and then they have to get in a really hard fight with him. Yeah, like, it's not. If good. you just no, say I acknowledge you, he's gonna leave you alone. Just say it. Uh, what do you think the reward will be? Uh, I think the that WWE it is going... The Universal Championship? I, yeah, I think it is going to be, uh, Flint and Tinder. Mm, I'm gonna say just Flint. Okay, well, I still get it if it's just Flint. You'll get half a point. No, I still get a point. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win immunity? Uh, I will say that... I'll say Ua tribe wins immunity. I'll say Yase. I don't fucking know. Um, who's getting voted out? Okay. Do you remember anyone's name? Who is most likely to get voted out first? That is the real question here. I know. Everybody feels I'm going to say good. that the neurosurgeon is going to get voted out first. Mm, he's not He's not ben on the Shapiro. Ua tribe, right? Yeah. Um, David. Yeah. yeah. He's on the Yase tribe. I think David's getting voted out. I'm going to say... Where was that woman I hated? Uh, oh, Tiffany. I'm going to say Tiffany gets voted out. And yeah, that might go against who I said wins immunity, but I don't really care right now. Yeah, that's called hedging. Way early. Look it up. Uh, okay. Thomas, you mentioned it earlier, but we do have to put it in the record books officially. What do you think will be the product placement this season? Oh, man. And I went back to find our graph, you know, to keep track of points from last time we did a live season. And this section of the graph is triple P. Do you remember what the third P is? Product placement something, or something product placement. Product product placement? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Product placement product? Product placement piss. <laughs> Name uh, a brand. I, man, what, what brand is going to get involved? It's always so hard to predict. I know. And this is one of those ones that we got to stick with the whole time. could be anything. It could be Sprint Wireless. There's so many things it could be. Um, it could be Wendy's. It could be a church that makes money. Yeah, it could, that would it probably could be, be a church. Weird, though. could be a church. Yeah, the Church of Scientology is now uh, 
That's sponsoring uh, Survivor. Um, I'm going to say... What if Tom Cruise was a reward? What if Tom Cruise was a reward? Remember that reward that Debbie won in Game Changers? uh, Where Where she she got to hang out with Cochran? (laughs) She got to hang out with Cochran on a boat. What if it was just Tom Cruise on that boat? That would rule, honestly. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that it's sponsored by (laughs) The Matrix 4. <laughs> it is it is resurrections uh much like and this survivors is being resurrected <laughs> i'm gonna go with the classic outback steakhouse how can you not steak authority okay steak I, the authority. matrix four is not gonna be my real answer um Damn it. i know it's a funny answer but there's no way that that's actually true wouldn't it be funny if it was though <laughs> yeah and i changed my answer yeah um that'll show you that'll be the reward at late yeah. in the game they'll get to see the matrix four before anyone else I'm going to say I'm going to say that Pizza Hut is going to Ooh, the Hut Authority is back in yeah. charge. Surprised? That, surprised Pizza Hut wasn't in Gabon at all since they were living in huts. It's a great point. We'll have to talk to Jeff about that. Jeff, you can email us. That's it. Um, so did you? Y'all you know, use a Pizza Hut, right? Product yeah. placement pizza. Correct. Thomas, before we part ways today, I do have to ask you, did you watch the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies last night? No. Are there any Survivor people left? I know I ask that every week. Um, there are still some Survivor people left. Uh, Emmy is from Survivor, I think. Um, Romania, which is also the one that Turbo okay. is from. Regular Survivor. Wow. Xenophobic. Yeah. Um, no, uh, they have all been eliminated. One, two, three. Uh, it's the Big Brother show now. Uh, but they did a cool challenge where a car spun around. I like that. And they were on top of it. Uh, they had to memorize something. Emmanuel and Casey won. Emmanuel from Survivor Spain? No, that's Logan. Emmanuel is from another show. So that's cool. Uh, very pretty, has a weird mustache, but it seems to be working for him. So go, good job, Emmanuel. Uh, Josh and Fessy get in a fight, and looks like Fessy is going to get sent home next episode. Wow, good. Yep, for punching somebody in the face. Uh, or putting their hands in somebody's face. You know, there's a zero-tolerance policy for violence, unless TJ approves of the violence. Do you want to hear the songs that were played? I would love to hear the songs that were played. Uh, Closer by Tegan and Sarah. They played well to uh, queer women went on a date together. I do like that song. It's a very good song. Uh, Lay Disco by Shiny Toy Guns. Remember that song? Uh, not really, but sure. Remember that band? Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, Venus Flytrap by Marina. Yeah, Okay. I don't know if Marina is Marina from the Diamonds or whatever. It, it is. It's just solo project? Yeah. Okay. Who are you, Karen O, doing the Where the Wild Things Are soundtrack? That's right. That's exactly who uh, she is and who I am. Oh, whoa. I thought you were a uh, wildebeest. No. Bongo. I, I think uh, the, uh, you know, the, the whole... Uh, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friends. Holy shit! Thing. Yeah, how have we not talked about this yet? Uh, I think one of my favorite things. There were a lot of very good tweets that were centered around that, but I liked. You know, someone made the typical joke of just being like, "Oh, it's like, I can't believe that uh, my uh, 
my cousin would out me like that. And then they followed it up with, I'm being informed that the it was actually Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend who had the swollen balls. Rest assured, <laughs> he is also, or, or, like, rest assured, I am also him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last song they played on the challenge this week was a song called Alien by Emmy Alupe. Do you know that person? I don't. She's very famous in Romania, uh, and she's also... Oh, and she's on the show. And she's on the show this season, yeah. <laughs> so they had a whole, like... Uh, they So they shot this during COVID, you know? Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, and apparently, like, one of the producers had a friend who had a bar in town that had to close down for COVID, and they're like, well, if you guys are just, like, in a bubble, you can just use my bar anytime time they want to go out. So they just go to this bar every night or whenever, uh, and Emmy did a performance of this song. And let me tell you, it really is a song, and people are singing it. They really have been pushing Emmy as like a big, big famer. Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, Survivor coming back this week. Crazy shit. I can't wait. What? Is your Twitter, Thomas? You can follow me at Tom Not Tom. Uh, been talking a lot about Michigan football lately because they're pretty good this year. Uh, but I talk about other stuff too. Every state has a state sports ball, and Michigan's is a football. That's right. No, Michigan's a basketball school now. That's why the football team is so exciting this year. What? Because they're better than they have been the last couple of years, whereas Michigan's basketball team is always good. Oh, sure. I, I understand. I was, I was thinking because basketball was good uh, or better than their football team, people are more excited for the football team. It's like, that doesn't no, make any sense. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, people are always more excited for football, but their basketball team has been significantly better the last like 10 years than their football team has. We are a basketball podcast. We love hooping. Uh, maybe hooping yeah. on... Uh, this, this is the only pure hooper podcast about Survivor. The Survivor podcasting shit comes real easy to a hooper. You can follow this show on Twitter at DYWSLN. I might even be live tweeting the uh, premiere of Survivor 41. Thomas, maybe you can put it on your phone and do it the same. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can tweet... I never watch... I don't ever watch it live. Okay. Somebody didn't learn anything from that Bill O'Reilly clip. I certainly didn't. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram if you so choose, uh, if that's your product of choice. It is the only Survivor podcast. It's the tagline on that one. Whatever. We have a few shows on Patreon. Who cares? <laughs> we don't even use the Instagram, really. I don't care. What, am I going to look at pictures? Yeah, come on. I can do that on Twitter. Sometimes people post photos. Sometimes people just post links to really long stories that I'm like, what, you expect me to read? Too many expectations on social media apps these days. That's why I like TikTok. They don't expect anything from me and they give me exactly what I want. I'm a Zoomer now, Thomas. I've, I've abandoned us millennials. I'm a Zoomer. I love TikTok. And I love smashing the patriarchy. And I love subscribing to Just Podcasts at patreon.com slash justpodcasts. All the hot Zoomers are doing it. That's right. Hot Zoomers like us. Mm-hmm. The youngest people who have ever existed. Babies? Not anymore. Just us. Just us. 
Uh, we have tears. You can uh, do those. Uh, we have tears, just like sugar. Yep. Uh, let's also for- we have podcast tears. Uh, for ten dollars a month, you can give us four stars, and so on and so forth from there. Uh, but if you wanted to give us a five stars, be a five star fan, we would say thank you, Thomas. Can you give these people, these five star fans of ours, the boilerplate review that they can write? This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all of the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. And Spotify doesn't care, I guess, about content enough uh, to have reviews. So that's Apple exclusive. But if you're a Spotify listener and you want to tweet at us. uh, Just tweet that that to us. Just tweet that at us and we'll know. Oh, Spotify listener. Right on. Um, DYWSLN is the Twitter for that uh meanwhile hey summer's almost over but not yet so thomas i got to tell you one last time have a great summer deuces Next, next time you're going to have to say, have a nice trip. See you next fall. <laughs> That's a funny bit. Because fall means two things. And I'm going to go, huh? And then there's going to be a banana peel behind me. Because you're like an Amelia Bedelia figure to me. I, man, people are always telling me that. You're kind of Grand Rapids' as Amelia Bedelia. They, that's why your nickname is I had Graf. one of my friends say that I reminded them of, in both looks and demeanor of John Mulaney. And I was like. Oh, yeah. Okay, I would, my first instinct was to go, don't ask about my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but well, also, I was like, that's flattering. It's also not true. <laughs> you uh, you got Olivia Munn knocked up, though, right? Isn't that's that right, what's baby. Happening? I gotta lock that shit down. Yeah. Youngest <laughs> fucking babies making babies. Olivia Munn is 41 years old. <laughs> yeah, but you're this a baby. This is not a babies making babies situation. <laughs> Remember when tall, she was um, tall children making babies in John Mulaney's case. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that's why. Maybe 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 the, the, the physical comparison was like, oh Tom also looks like a tall child. Yeah. You and John Mulaney and Beto O'Rourke should just like start a gang together. Yeah. <laughs> gang gang of uh, of baby faced thirty uh, somethings. Um is Beto still in his thirties? I think so. What he might cool be young. Dude. He might actually be younger than John Mulaney. He. Oh no! Excuse me. He is forty-eight years old. Wow. Doesn't look a day over sixteen. John Mulaney is thirty-nine years old. So I was still right about that. He has a child named Ulysses. What Beto does? Yeah. I'm gonna name my child Infinite Jest. <laughs> <laughs>
this is my son, Infinite Jazz. Uh, no, I don't know what he's about, actually. My other son, John Updike Jr. Cool guys. I am now recording. So when I when we went on that good Kristen cinema bit, yeah, you were no, not I was just having a sincere, regular. I was not performing. Impossible. I was just Impossible. talking. What I what I thought I was doing was just talking to my friend Jake. But apparently, you were doing a bit never. the whole time. I was doing a bit. I was clearly doing a bit. You can tell in my voice when I'm doing a bit. This is my regular voice. This is my bit voice. Apparently, I know? can't tell when I'm doing a bit. It's all yeah. the same to me. You know why? Because I've yeah. never been anything but 100% sincere in my entire life. Kristen Sincerema. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Are we good now? Yeah, we're, we get to dig- we're good ready to, go to go now. Let's do it. You know, I don't talk to me. Don't record a podcast with me until I've had my Kristen Cinema joke. Chris and Cinnamon joke. Chris Fifi. I guess it would be curse. I guess it would be curse Fifi because it's Kirsten, not Kristen. Oh, is it Kirsten? It is. Cinema? It is Kirsten Cinema. So she, she found one more right, way to be annoying. She can't spell Kristen right. This fucking lady. Do you think she's a plant by the Republicans? I heard that once. Uh no. I think that she's just a really annoying person. I really think that's it. Because she can't sit in the chair correctly. Look, I'm not, we're not getting bif- we're not getting into biphobia in this podcast, okay? <laughs> this is a pro bi podcast. Uh, this is a pro Bob podcast, huh? That's right. Smarten up, probes.